Alrighty guys, hey, thanks for coming in to another episode of Rise in Real Estate. We do have a very special guest today, one of which we've been trying to get in for quite some time. But busy guy. before I get going on that, I wanted to just see how you're doing, Matt. I know that you had the Super Bowl this weekend, and you are Eagles fans, so I'd imagine it was pretty. It was pretty tough. It's been tough. Uh, what's it been? Two days now. I've lost track of time, to be honest with you. So I'm not that hot about the game. It's, it lives in a place in my mind where I'm not ready for it yet. Go Birds! Next season, we'll start over. But. You know, what can I say? At least real estate is going well as the Super Bowl didn't. <laughs> <laughs> they usually say, I mean, it starts picking up after the Super Bowl, right? So I feel like it has started to pick up even a little bit earlier this year, yeah. right? Early they, spring season. Early yeah. spring season. I know you've been feeling that too because all I heard coming into the new year was renovation loans, renovation loans, renovation yeah, absolutely. I don't know if that was a necessity or the market, but I think that's really why we were excited to get you in here today. Well, that's just it too. I mean, how many times do you have people ask about renovation loans? Right, right, right. And then I usually stop them down in the track and say, hey, listen, you got to talk to Rick. Absolutely. Um, so with that said, Rick, tell our audience a little bit about what you do, how you do it, and basically when you're busy and stuff like that. Gotcha. So I've been doing renovation loans for about 30 years, since 1993. Been in the business since 1991. Wow. Seen a few things since 91, huh? Found my passion. Yeah. I just, it's a program that I believe in, I love in, and I've just dove in completely. Good for you. Um, and, you know, it's, it's starting, it was really weird because I was actually on vacation the first week of this year. And I got more calls the first week of January of this year than I had in December. That's the realtor's uh, curse, right? right? Every time we leave town, I swear, my phone is ringing nonstop on yeah. the point. Yes. Right? Right. Crazy. But it's good, you know, mm -hmm. so pe pe people are out there looking, um, you know, the, some of the things I like to do is I like to create business for people and the rights are both realtors and, and loan officers, right? My job is to make you guys look good. Absolutely. To help you sell that extra property or get that extra loan um, and, that you wouldn't normally get. And where do you see most of your demand coming from is this and when i'm asked that i'm asking is it buyers who are experienced with this type of program and looking to use it again they've had success in the past is it mostly people who are new to this out of necessity you know where, where are your your clients so the majority are people who don't haven't done it before but they're not but of course there's always the repeat right right um because the, the new home buyer goes out there and they're like okay i've got to be in this location right and the houses they're just not what I want. Well, as a realtor, you've got to be able to give them that vision saying, well, you want this house? We can make it the house you want. Absolutely. Right? It's like new construction. Right? It's kind of cool. So, I mean, besides being just location, it could be, well, I like this house, but I can't get a mortgage on it because it, it's got mold. You know, they have the, the seller, you know, somebody lived there for a million years and they, they had a leak in the roof and there's mold in the house and you can't get a regular mortgage on it. The renovation loan, you can't. I've seen that with a fighter before, too. Sure. Yeah, that's certain call out. Pictures looked great on the outside. <laughs> but on the inside, I mean, it's, and you get in the attic. Yeah. It's, it's, so with that said, I mean, are there any limitations to this product? I.e., like, are you talking people putting on both floors on their house? Are they putting in pools? What kind of, what kind of things are people using this for outside of renovations? So it's a good question because some people say, well, you know, does, does the house need renovation? Is it, is it, is it really require it? So this program can be used for as little renovation as you possibly, if for carpet, basically. I mean, really, yeah. there's, there's no minimum and there's no maximum. Now, there's several different programs yeah. that, that you can use. Some you can use a pool, get a pool, and some you can't. 
Okay. Right? So with an FHA 203K, you cannot get luxury items. You can't put in a pool. You can't put it in an outside uh, barbecue pit. You can't put a, an outside kitchen in. But with the conventional renovation, you can't. Is that sort of the classification of upgrades, you know, from your mindset? Is it, it luxury items versus maybe necessities or, or mechanicals versus, you know, just... Not really. It's it's more, you know, because you, you said, can somebody put on addition? Yes, with both, with all the programs, you not all, but almost all the programs, you can put on additions. Yep. You can turn a three flat into a single family, which I've done. You can um, turn a single family into multi-unit. You could take commercial and turn it into residential. You could take a five unit and turn it into a four unit. Jeez. All I care about was what the end product is. I don't care about the current condition of the property. Right. Which is kind of cool, right? So again, you can't get a mortgage on a lot of loans that have peeling paint. You can't get an FHA mortgage. Right. Or the seller would have to repair it before closing. Well, I think what stands out to me that's so interesting, if I think about what we do, what I do when I run comps, what appraisers do, what you do when you're running, everything is, is looking back. When we're looking at recent history, we right. do care what the asset looks like. And in particular, we care what other similar assets have done near it. For you, it's total visionary. It's like forward only. I don't care what it looks like today. Correct. I don't care about those neighboring sales. I want to know where you're getting to. And then we help you find the vision of getting yeah, Absolutely right. Because we're, we're in a different process. Right. Because we're going to use it after approved value. Right. And compare it to properties that are going, that look like it's going to look. Right. Right. Absolutely. Now, uh, just for clarification, and this is more because I know people use terms when they ask me questions. It's like, I want a construction loan or a renovation loan or a re-renovation loan. And you just hear things thrown around. I'm, you know. So is there a difference functionally between somebody who approaches you for they call it a construction loan or a renovation loan, or you've mentioned a tool, uh, 201k product. Like, are these different products functionally and how they approach it and how they're underwritten? So they're underwritten about the same. Okay. I, I, I do both, by the way. I do new construction and I do renovation, mm -hmm. right? And a construction loan, a construction per loan usually starts out as an interest-only line of credit that may modify it to an end loan. Mm -hmm. right? That's typically for jumbo. Yep. Right? It could be jumbo renovation, right? Uh, a renovation loan is a 30-year fix from day one, and you could fix up the properties. But the, it's, it's more subtle differences. Mm -hmm. It really isn't a difference. Right. Right? So that's like you, would, you have a client like, well, I don't know if they need FHA or conventional. I said, I don't care. Just send them to me. And then we'll look. Right? Because yeah. right. it all depends on that borrower. What's right for that? Yeah. You know, sometimes it may be that the conventional renovation is right for somebody, or it might be the FHA is. Right. With FHA, you could have a two, three, or four flat and still put three and a half percent down with renovation funds. Wow. But if you go conventionally on a three and a four flat, you got to put down 25 percent. Right. Yeah. Right. So, so, so the FHA may work or the loan limit for conventional is higher than it is for FHA. So there's one reason that somebody would go one way, not another way. Their credit may be a little bit tarnished. It may not be. So there's just so many different options, which is cool. Yeah. Right. That really is. And we also do the VA renovation which is 100% financing of the purchase and renovation. Mm -hmm. yeah. like, but, with, but with VA, it's, it's only cosmetic repairs. You couldn't, do the, you couldn't do the addition. You can't do something structural. So they'll help you fix up an uh, existing asset, maybe to make it look better and resale for slightly more, but they're not interested in changing that asset functionally or adding on to it. Correct. Everything. Unless you're going to make it uh, handicap accessible. Or something. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. That kind right, of stuff. right. Which would make sense. Right. Yeah. And they cap those repairs for VA, too. It is capped at $50,000, including the contingency reserve, which is the 
I've got the uh-oh money. Yeah, right, right, yeah, right. Yeah. little extra. Now, it's always funny because I feel like a lot of the people that ask us about these products for first-time homebuyers, right? Yeah. And then they dive in and they start learning about the product. And then they, most often, they opt to just go with the regular route, right? I currently, so then like, why, what are some of the hesitations? What are some of these problems that you think that these people are like coming into and then just decide to go with another round? Is it like lack of finding general contractors? Is it the carrying costs? Like what would it be that would turn someone off a product like this? So general contractors are speaking the biggest stumbling block, block for this program, yep. right? They're just a different breed and you've got to be able to find somebody that, that's a good general contractor. Right. And we rely on the real estate community or, and or a two or three K type consult person and prefer general contractors. They don't have that. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I think that people end up not doing it because the realtor will sometimes talk them out of it. Right. Saying that it's not right for them. Mm-hmm. Right. But with this program, they actually can have somebody hold their hand the whole time. The two or three K consultant that I just mentioned. Right. Yep is actually there to hold their hand and help them through this process and to deal with the general contractor and to do all that stuff for them. Yeah. There really isn't much to be scary about, right? It, the, the, the biggest part is like, oh my God, I don't know what I'm going to do. Well, because we need a bid during this process to do the appraisal. Right. Right. So they got to decide what they're going to do. They're like, well, I'm not going to be able to decide what I want to do. Yeah. Well, it doesn't have to be exact. You don't have to pick out the exact cabinets or the exact tile that you want. But you got to get a price point. Mm-hmm. you got to be out there and go to educate yourself and go to a whole depot or Lowe's and say, okay, I want tile. This is how much it costs a square foot. Tell your, your general contractor that's what you need in your bid. Right. Right? So it's really not that scary. Yeah. You don't have to pick the exact stuff. Like, I don't know what I'm going to want. It just has to be in the realm of the pricing that you want. Does the timeline matter? So, you know... I have clients who are flippers, for example, and they want to get into a property, out of property as quickly as possible. And maybe they're going to flip it in the sense that they do want to just refi and hold and rent it out, but they are going to immediately renovate and try and revalue, right? Is this product right for somebody who's trying to do that versus an owner who's going to live there for years and is trying to just improve equity? So the conventional renovation does allow for investment properties. It does. A okay. nice single unit. So single family or condo. So not right. the multi-unit renovation. So you could do a single family home and in Cook County. Yeah. Um, it is not designed for the flipper. Mm-hmm. Is there any prepayment penalty? No. Okay. But it is designed for somebody to invest it and rent it out. Right. Right. Interesting. Also, second homes. Right. Right. So, so you can do a second home with the conventional renovation, which you can't do with FHA. Yeah. Right. So you can do with as little as 10% down, although in today's market, because of what's going on with pricing, it's probably going to be 20% down just because of high cost loans. Right. Um, but in a regular market, which we hopefully will be in again soon. Right. If they'll be able to do this a little. I did one myself. I did a second home with a renovation loan, a 10% down mm-hmm. with the renovation costs. That's right. Yeah. Excellent. So, and then it sounds like as long as you're doing it up front, you're buying the home, you know the work is coming in, you scope it out, you get your appraisal done with that, your actual loan is for the home and then the work being done on top of it, right? It's one loan. Right? And it's one single loan. People often say, well, it's two loans, right? Well, what, what if this loan and then what, what's the rate on this loan? It's one loan. Right, right. For the purchase and renovation or refinance and renovation. Right. 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 It does yeah. not have to be a purchase. So we could do it on somebody's existing home that needs to, you know, they want to stay there. 
but they need more room because their family's expanding or whatever it is. Right. We do, we do the kitchen. You find you did more of those when people were isolated during COVID? Very much so. Like, yeah. hey, we need some more space. <laughs> Very much The so. project that we've been putting off for so long, it's really starting to faster. Let's let's get this thing. Yep. So in that situation, they live in the home already. They bought it. They're just coming to you essentially for a loan for the construction itself, right? They just want to do work. It's basically a cash out refinance on future value. So we can create equity. Right. How to refinance. So, so as long as they can show some logical train that after this upgrade, there will be value somewhere. And how do you go about that? Is that the realtor's job? Is that an appraiser's job? So how to raise it? It's an right. appraiser's job. So, right. so they're going to give me, they're going to come to me with their plans and specs where mm-hmm. you give to the appraiser, say, Mr. Appraiser, appraise this property as if the property is already completed. Right. Future value only. Mm-hmm. So we can create equity. Right. With right. a refinance situation where they may not have any equity before that. Right. Right. Particularly if they bought recently, right? And they're just trying to get price expanding. And here's, yeah. here's, here's something cool. So like on a regular cash out refinance, you can only go to like 80% loan to value. Yeah. Well, my renovation loan on a refinance, I can go to 95% of future value. Wow, that's cool. So right, cash out, right, it's not cash out. Oh, okay. Well, it's, it's kind right? of a cash out. So I'm comparing right? it to somebody who's trying to do it with an existing home on a cash out. Right. Yep. They can only go to 80. Well, if they had, could actually access to another 15%, they might be able to do it, but they can't. Right. 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 With this loan, they can't and actually go above and beyond that. That's cool. So you're in a $500,000 home today. You think you could put a $100,000 addition on it, and it would be worth set, right? You would come to you early in the process, get an appraiser involved, bring them the plans, the actual, I assume, like architecture approved yes. plans for expansion, have them appraise the home. Let's assume you get good news. It comes out at 7 you can now get a loan for 95% of 700000 which is the new future value. Correct. Correct. And your financing is on that loan amount. You use that to do the work. What happens? It's all done. We get the work done. Do they come back out and then now reappraise the property? Nope. In- oh, they just do a final inspection to make sure it's completed. Just make sure it's done. The plans, right? Right. Yeah. And then it's a regular loan. So you can keep it. You can refinance it. You can do whatever after that. Right. Exactly. So really, as long as you're willing to carry the slightly higher cost that would be associated with a higher loan value, right. then there is no downside. If you can hire, if you can swallow the, the higher cost per month, you can do all the work you want to do. Absolutely. What would be, in, in just, and I don't know, maybe it's too difficult with, with a random scenario, but how much of a differential is it? If somebody's in their home today at, I don't know, 6% mortgage of 500000 and they're interested in adding a $100,000 expansion, what is the differential and how much they're really going to pay? So it's an interesting question. So people, people say, how much, you know, should I do all the work now? Maybe I'll just do some of it now and some right. of it later. Every $1,000 you add to a mortgage changes your monthly payment by about six bucks. Got it. Mm-hmm. There's your answer. Yep. And so every $1,000 is about a $6 a month difference. Mm-hmm. And which isn't much, right? Right. So, so yeah, somebody says, it out somebody says well, I'm not going to do the, the basement now. I'm going to just do this. And so I'm, I won't put that extra $20,000. I'm like, really? Look at what it's really going to cost you additionally. Right. As opposed to struggling or living through construction twice, which you don't want to do. Nobody wants to do that. Right. And that's, I think, probably the biggest logical flaw with planning to do anything in multiple phases is that. Yes. You have to probably live through it more than once. It's, uh, a, it's a strain on the family. It's, yeah. It's, Anybody who's ever painted their cabinets, ripped their floors, painted, like, just don't <laughs> try right. and live there while you do it. It's not fair. Yeah. So then I feel like one of the hesitations maybe for some people is that they can't take advantage of their uncle that does flooring or their cousin that does electric. Is there a way for people to get their contractors approved by the banks in order to work with them? Or do you need to use the bank approved contractors? So the banks, we do not refer out general contractors. The homeowner will pick their own general contractor. Now with an FHA renovation, mm-hmm. 
there can be no identity of interest. You cannot be related to the contractor whatsoever. Gotcha. gotcha. With a conventional, you can. Okay. Okay. I so assume they still need proof of insurance and all their con everything. But absolutely. Yeah. 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 So, but if you have a general contractor, let's let's say an FHA loan, right? You pick a general contractor you're not related to. They can use any subcontractors they want. So if you some kind of subcontractor you want to refer to your general contractor, and that's okay. Okay. Right. That's a nice long word. The contractor themselves is not. They're responsible. Right. Yeah. Right. Interesting. Because that uh, that is a big hesitation. People to have their guy, or right. woman, or whoever it is, right, and they're worried that they can't bring them in to do the work, right. and that is a little bit of a concern. But it sounds like really, unless you're going FHA, that's not a concern. I mean, well, okay. as long as it's not a relative. Right. 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 So, yeah. so you can pick your. They pick their own general contractor, and we do a background check on it. Right. Yeah. Right. Make sure they're licensed and insured. I think would hope you would. <laughs> right. Frankly, it still doesn't work all the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we ask for references, and we do, and we do background checks on it. Yeah. And on the bigger projects, we really do deeper dives and make go to LexisNexis and do uh, background checks. Right. Dodge. Right. Okay. Interesting. Now, see where I'm where I'm seeing immediate opportunity here is I know there are people who either made a purchase decision into a home that isn't right for them today, but could be in the future, right? It's maybe they need to expand or they just want to renovate, but because interest rates skyrocketed and inventory was low, decisions are pretty limited. So I think there are people who got into an option that's more of a fixer upper or a future vision than anything. Um, and then I think on this, the secondary part of that is inventory is not improving and new construction starts aren't going anywhere fast. So if we're looking at the city this year and we're looking at opportunities to really find housing, it sounds like engaging in this would be a worthwhile cause for a lot of people who right. maybe could afford to spend slightly more than they're spending on the home itself, but the inventory is so limited that they're stuck. They need to just find something they can change rather than find something moving, right? Right. And speak, you know, looking at the city and looking at the background here, we could do condos too. Really? Oh, really? Yeah. Is there different stipulations, different? So they're, they're, you can't do an FHA. Not right. right. Yeah. Everything's FHA approved. It's got to be four years or less. I've, in my 30 years, That's quite I've, a, I've, I've never done an FHA for renovation. I almost did once, and I was really excited. And the guy came in with this project. It was in a big development, but it was a bunch of smaller buildings in this development. And I was like, we can do it. It's four units or less. It's FHA approved. It turned out that half the development was condos and half of it was fee simple. And it was in the fee simple side. That's really disappointing. I wasn't sure. But with that being said, conventional renovation you can do in condos. Right. Right. And the only stumbling block or only thing that puts a little bit of the hesitation in it is that you have to be able to get it approved by the association. And typically you don't own the property yet. Mm. So, so you got to be able to make sure that the bid, the work can get done before closing. At a refinance, it's easy. Right. On a purchase, again, the seller's probably going to have to step in and help you a little bit yeah, exactly. because you got to get the association to approve the... Uh, the so you need them to sponsor you within. You need to get board approval. And right. then you should... Just to make sure that the work can be done, right? So not impossible, just some right. extra hair on it a little bit. Exactly. Okay. We know how quickly those HOA... Oh, right. HOAs, <laughs> I've got a deal right now. We're three weeks delayed on closing because the HOA hasn't responded. So, you know, eventually maybe they'll review it. <laughs> Look, so it. I, I, I think we've covered a ton of opportunity for... Buyers. Is there anything we haven't talked about that you think is important for people to know right now about what's happening in your industry, about these loans themselves, changes coming down the pipe? I mean, what, what do you see for 2023? Yeah, well, you know, uh, there are a lot of low level pricing adjustments coming starting in two months, mm -hmm. right? So that there, there is going to be just in the industry in general that rates are going up. Yeah. 
rates are going up, they're, they're, they're putting more risk level pricing on the lows. It's going away for people who have a low to mod income, mm. right? So if you've got 80% load of, of a median income or 100% of median income, there are programs where you can avoid those pricing increases, which is great. That's awesome. Um, it's just great that people don't realize you get how little money, again, you can get into a renovation loan, three or three and a half percent down. Right. Including the renovation funds, right? You're only putting three and a half percent down of the purchase price, three and a half percent down of the renovation amount, and that's it. Yeah. The rest is all financed. Yeah. It's pretty incredible. Right? So, I mean, you, you really, you know, because if you buy a place and you put down your 5%, 3%, whatever it is, they're like, well, I got to spend another $30,000 because I want to redo the kitchen. Right. That's hard to do. Right. Right. With the renovation loan, you, you, you roll it all in and you don't have to come up with those extra funds. Now, is there a benefit to one program versus the other? As in, if you buy the house and decide not to do the renovation loan up front, but then nine months in, you're like, damn, we got to do it. We got to expand. We really got to go look at a construction loan. Yeah, are you going to be at a disadvantage for the fact that you have a traditional mortgage and now you're bringing in the construction loan versus if you just did the renovation up front? Only that you're going to be paying closing costs again. Mm. So you'll have the, is it still two and a half, three percent somewhere in there? Yeah. Or, it, okay. Right. Yeah. It's, it's similar. Um, yeah. But you're, but again, you've, you've closed. Why not close just once instead of closing twice? Right. So you will pay your closing costs to close again on just the value of the new loan or the value of the total refi? With the total refi. Because yeah. you're, you're, right. you're paying off the you paying financing. Yeah. Only be one loan on the property, right? Yep. So on out of, re, out of renovation refinance, you're paying off the existing financing. Got it. Just like you would on a purchase, you'd be paying off the seller. Kind of the same concept. Understood. Um, but there, you, you still have the availability of all the programs with the refinance. There's no limitation. Right. Right. Interesting. So see, I, I think that where, where this program sits in people's mind is it's limiting, hard to get access to, hard to navigate. I might not have the funds for it. And I say that because that's how my clients describe it to me. And then when we talk to you, it sounds like it's accessible. You have somebody to guide you through the whole thing. <laughs> right. It's not that much more expensive, you know. So it's interesting how much of a perception versus reality conversation this really is. I'm sure you deal with that pretty often. I mean, for the last 30 years, what I do, 60% of my time is I am out educating people just like this. Right. I'm sitting in front of real estate offices. I'm sitting in front of loan officers. Because even loan officers in the industry right. have no idea. Yeah. They just they just don't know. Yeah. They they just don't know. And it's and even if you tell them once, a year later you're like, Oh really? I forgot about I forgot investors can do that, right? Right. I forgot I could do this for a second home. Yeah. Right? So it's it's a constant, constant re education um of this program, which I love talking about. Yeah. So it works out well. That's great. Well, that just like speaking from experience as a loan officer, it's kind of one of those things that I don't learn about just because we have you, right? Yeah, right. I got a guy. Yeah, no, listen, don't talk to me about that. Talk to the talk to the professionals because from like a loan officer standpoint, it's a pretty tricky loan to get through, right? There's just a lot more moving parts that are just regular purchase in terms of the processing and and like the the, the back end administrative work, right? So that's where Loan officers like myself, like, yeah, talk to them. Intimidating. Yeah. Right? It's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, talk to Rip, right? And that. Yeah, that's right. Now, you said you used this yourself, correct? Yes. When you went to the process, were you as well-versed as you are now, or was that sort of what got you as interested into it? Or? I was, I was, well, well, I was well into yeah. it already, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I still talk props with my general contractor. Right. right. So, <laughs> right. But, that's incredible. But, uh, yeah, but, no, I, I love the program. 
get it, believe in it. And when you did it, it was on a second home you were converting, was, you said? It was a second home that just east of TLC. Yeah. yeah. Right? So it, it, it needed, um, it was very dated. It had a pond in the backyard that I wanted to get rid of. Uh, you got rid of the pond. Huh? I did. Oh, that's gonna be a source of problems. It was just yeah. so It was just a mosquito you know, trap yeah. and frogs and whatever else. <laughs> it looks good uh, for like three seconds. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So I said, well, if I can get rid of that and, and redo my landscaping and, and redo the kitchen and we did a couple bathrooms. Yeah. Um, it was most mostly external stuff that we did. We did a new heating system. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, if I had to put the down payment and you know throw a hundred thousand dollars into the property. I wouldn't get in that property. Right. Right? This way, I was able to do it 10% down. Right. It was a no-brainer. Right. I'd imagine majority of the times people are using these products, it's not a necessity, right? Like, they, they, they can't live in the house for whatever reason, like mold or there's a fire, or they just need more space, which I guess, too, right? Right. And one of the cool things about this program is you're saying you can't live in it the way it is. It's, right. It's got to live way through construction. With most of these programs, you can actually finance mortgage payments during the construction period. Interesting. So you, Until... can, so you can still be paying your rent or your mortgage to your other place and not have to be paying this double payment on this new place. Wow. So if, as long as there's room in the appraised value to, to increase your loan amount, to cover those payments, you can roll in the, the mortgage payments. Wow. That's super helpful, too. Because yeah. that's, I mean, what most people are probably afraid of is while the work's going on, where do I go or what do I pay for or what do I carry? And so if you can have some of it financed, that would make that a little bit easier for you. 100%. Interesting. Well, I, I think I would love to talk about, because I know that you're also an investor, right? So I would love to go through a little bit of how you got into that world as well. Was that a direct correlation between what you do in this business and you just saw line of sight on rentals? Or? Absolutely. Yeah. Man, I, mean, I, mean, like, so I, I, I got into the business in 1991. Right. Right. Way before you guys read out a, a, a thought. Um, so, <laughs> so, so I, so I've seen everything. I've seen all these different ups and downs in the industry and kind of watching it. It's, so all these people making money, like I should be too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And you said you manage, uh, is it a short-term rental you mentioned in Michigan? Short-term rental. Right. And then I've got a, a rental in Chicago. Awesome. Uh, which was a, a three flat with a coach house, which was deconverted to a single family and a coach house. And a coach house. So yes. did you use the renovation loan on the yeah. deconversion? Yeah, of course. That's amazing. So you now establish, I mean, between the three properties, you've got short-term income, you've got the coach house, which I assume is 12-1 traditional lease. Correct. And then you converted the three unit into your single family. So, and you did, it sounds like you used the renovation loan to do that. I mean, would you have ever been able to acquire, that's three properties that are, at some point could be income producing and renovate them in any way without this loan product? There's no way. Yeah, it sounds like the financial right because you again you got your down payments right, and then you got to invest all the money into right. the renovation portion. I mean, it's it's crazy. Yeah, it's just a, it's it's truly once you lay out how it works functionally, how much the difference is, and what your mortgage payment, it's like right. wow. Okay, to take this on by your own or people who pay for renovation out of pocket, it's a huge chunk of change comparatively to what we're talking about here. I mean, six bucks for you know a thousand dollar increase. Dude, I can't tell you how many people come to me in the middle of a project saying, "Well, I ran out of money." Really? And I've got to save them and do a renovation loan to, to get them out and finish the run. I'm sure that happens more often than not. And right. I, I would imagine that's the worst case, right? Because now you're in for whatever you lost personally, right. and you got to go get the loan, and you got to pay the closing costs. Right. So now you're just like triple and You're really going to You're winning some downside by getting the loan eventually, but uh, that would right. be a tricky scenario to find yourself in. If you had any advice for somebody who is looking to either start down the path of acquiring properties here in Chicago or elsewhere, 
or somebody who is looking to take advantage of this and really, you know, accelerate their growth by changing a property to what they want it to be. What would you say? Where would you start? What would, you know, what's step one for somebody who wants to engage in, in that process? So it's deciding where you want to be, right? It, 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 the type of property that you would look at is so different depending on where you're looking, right? right? I like multifamily because mm -hmm. you're going to, Get a, get a place to live and have somebody else paying your mortgage. Right. Right. Get look at a three or four flat and live there for a couple of years, have somebody pay your mortgage. And then when you're done with that, then you move on and you can get your next piece. Right. Exactly. Right. So I, I really think the multifamily is the place to start if it's in a neighborhood that you that has those. Yeah. Right. Because not every neighborhood has that. Or, you know, if you can't, what I've seen more and more now is people find single family homes that has some kind of dwelling in the basement with a side entry or an in-law suite or something, right? So it's not quite multi-unit. It's probably not covering all the mortgage, but you're offsetting. Right. You're at least getting your feet wet with getting rental income right. and starting that process. Now, with the coach houses, did you, your coach house was built, correct? You didn't add the coach house? It was built. It was. Okay. So then it was, got it was grandfathered in before now the new AD that were allowed. They weren't allowed, actually, when I bought this place a while ago. So it was more difficult than Chris Father. Because it was grandfathered in. Right. So now they're actually allowed, which with these programs, you can actually build 18. I was just going to ask, yeah. could you, if somebody was buying a multi-unit, had space in the back where theoretically there could be an ADU, yeah. would this cover, I mean, the really the foundation of it? Is, yes. Really? From start to finish, foundation on up, you could build an ADU. You, you would have to build it above the garage. Okay, so uh, existing so structure. It's, it's existing structure. Got it. Because that's a game changer for a lot of people. How many people ask both of us, you know, what if I added a unit to my backyard? So if people you just need this, they're just looking for it. Right. In-laws or something like that. You know, I've often thought about what the future is going to look like in the cities like this. Because cars are going away. Yeah. yeah. Right? They're becoming electric or they're going to be coming. Um, you could be bringing. Bikes. People aren't going to be yeah. heavy. And it got only to alleys. Yeah. I think alleys are going to become more of a center for the city. And these ADUs of above the garage, yeah. I think that, that it's really going to change. Yeah, I mean, you're adding another cross street, really, if right. you start to repurpose what that is. Well, I don't a think it'll be a street. I think it would be more of a place for kids and place for they can for yeah, communal in between. Yeah. yeah. Well, you're right. I mean, if you think about the ADUs function, oftentimes it's garage to garage. They look right. at each other just like neighbors, yeah. right? Like fearing. It's very interesting. So I, I do think, and what, what I see with the ADUs and where I, I think there's a huge need is just with affordable housing, affordable rental options. Many of them are in ADUs and that's an accessible way for people to continue to rent. So if you're fostering that system and, and help renting more often, that's all good. And I think that was the impetus besides that for having them redo that. Absolutely. Right. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I hope at least that that was it. Right. Well, I, I, this has been fascinating that it's truly it's pretty rare we have guests on where i feel like i've just gotten the whole education <laughs> i'm like oh so i'm gonna go home right now talk to my girl because i'm renovating our house you know but this has been amazing uh if we i mean we're obviously going to link however people can contact you in the show notes in case they want to go down the actual path of getting a loan or just generally get in touch because you're an interesting guy to know is there anything you would like to leave the audience with do you have any specific needs, asks, wants in your business and life right now that we can help with or connect to someone with? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it's for the real estate community, please use my resources to help you expand your business. Yeah. Right? If you can do two or three extra deals a year, that's a big deal. Right. That's right? Don't limit your buyers, your customers because of your view, because like, oh, that's, that's a dog property. Don't, right. We don't even want to look at that. You're really, you've got to expand everything. Right. 
And for the homeowner, don't be afraid of it. Again, you've got a two or three K consultant that can walk you through and hold your hand to really make it an easily accessible program. You don't have to be afraid. That's great. That's, I think that's the biggest fear for most people, right? What am I getting into? How am I going to get through it? How do I know what to do? And there is no, there, I mean, there's no concern about that in this program because it's thought of. You have the guidance all the way through. I mean, you hit the nail on the head, right? And I mean, people were afraid to do the products, right? right? It just seems like a lot. You know, I find that with knowledge, education, and just kind of putting this up to light, I can imagine some of our listeners are thinking about it right now as well, too, right? And can kind of see themselves renovating the product. Well, and we're going we're gonna to hopefully see those renovated homes. That's what I want to see. Right. <laughs> please call me when you're done. No, I can see it. Yes, please. A lot. Well, this has been great. Thank you all for watching so much. We're going to link, uh, again, in the show notes, how you can contact. Uh, it really, for any loan program, they can go to you, correct? Sure. Okay. So really just one source. If you want to investigate any of these loan programs, this is the place to start. So, Rick, thank you again. For thank you. Thanks, Rick. Pleasure. Appreciate it.